In the blessed name of Jesus, amen. According to ancient tradition, tonight we have heard the passion of our Lord from the Gospel of St. John. Hear now also these words from the testimony of St. Luke. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. You may be seated. Long ago, when the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt, God brought down upon the Egyptians ten devastating plagues to demonstrate his almighty power and to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. The ninth of these plagues was darkness. Exodus records, The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. A darkness to be felt. What better way to describe what happened during that time when Luke says there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour while the sun's light failed? Of all the wondrously dreadful events that took place on that good and wretched Friday so many years ago, this is perhaps one of the most overlooked. The sun's light failed. Sheer and utter darkness, a darkness to be felt, enveloped the land. For the light of the world had been nailed to a tree and now hung there as but a faint flicker, as a fire slowly dying in the night. Yes, there in the middle of the day, as drops of blood fell from our Savior's side, night fell also. Micah had prophesied, the sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be black over them. And here his prophecy finds its fullest and most terrible fulfillment. On Good Friday, the black of night snuffed out the light of day. On Good Friday, the sun went down on the greatest prophet of them all, the one of whom all the other prophets had prophesied. On Good Friday, the sun went down on the Son of God. Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut his glories in when God, the mighty maker, died for his own creature's sin. When God, the mighty maker, died, it was as if his creation was dying along with him. Is it any wonder that when the one by whom light itself was spoken into being was crucified, light itself 
could not hold on. The one who suspended the sun and the moon in the sky to give light to the earth was now suspended above the earth in darkness. What a hopeless sight that must have been. At least what little could be seen of it in the blackness that covered over it all as both the sun and God abandoned the son of God. Yet here we witness Jesus being broken so that God's broken world might mend. As the creator hangs on a tree, the fate of his entire creation hangs in the balance. Though in the darkness of that day, no one could see it. In the unmaking of his son, by whom he had made the earth, God was remaking the earth and all who live in it. Through the darkness and sorrow and death of Jesus, God was bringing us light and joy and life. As we have already prayed together this night, for us, our Savior tasted the agony of the utter darkness that we might not perish but have everlasting life. It was as true on that black afternoon as it had ever been that in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And if you look closely enough, you will see that the light shines even in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. But we must admit it certainly looked as if the darkness had overcome the light, By all appearances, the darkness had triumphed resoundingly. Does it ever look that way in your life? As you take inventory of your own challenges, struggles, sins, does it ever look like darkness reigns? Does it appear as if the sun's light is failing? After all, there is no deeper shade of black than can be found in the human heart even yours and mine. If we are brave enough to take an honest look at ourselves, we find ourselves staring into a sinister and shadowy abyss, a black hole of deceit and selfishness and rage and pride and rebellion. If we can stand to open our eyes for even a moment to behold what our works have wrought, we see that it is our sin that affixed our Savior to his cross. To answer the persistent question of that great Lenten spiritual, you were there when we crucified our Lord. We are the ones whose hardness of heart brought the plague of darkness upon the land. Perhaps we are not so different as we may think from Pharaoh, whose hardness of heart had brought the plague of darkness upon his land, not for three hours, but for three days. Pharaoh found the absence of light unbearable, but little did he know a far darker day was soon to come, the day God would demand from him his firstborn son. Holding the corpse of his boy in his arms, Pharaoh's hard heart was broken to pieces, and he finally let Israel go. Over a millennium later, on a blackened hill outside of Jerusalem, the death of a royal firstborn son would again follow on the heels of the darkness. 
And just as the death of Pharaoh's firstborn spelled freedom for Israel, so does the death of God's firstborn spell freedom for us. It matters not the depth of our transgression, the duration of our rebellion, the profundity of our depravity. The firstborn and only begotten Son of God has suffered through the darkest night our sin could muster and brought forth freedom nevertheless. Our hearts were a darkened void, but now God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He became as one from whom men hide their faces, but he did not hide his face from us, offering it up to the slaps of the Sanhedrin and the spit of the soldiers. He died. And like the people of Egypt, he did not rise from his place for three days, resting in the tomb cut out not for him, but for you and me, taking our place in death and the grave. Jesus, through his suffering and death, has triumphed over the very darkness which caused his suffering and death. For that reason, and that reason alone, even our darkest sins are forgiven. But we're not to Easter just yet. The darkness has been conquered, yet it still seems to linger, still grasps onto us and refuses to let go. We still experience times when the sun's light seems to fail us, even with our sins forgiven and our peace with God secured by Jesus. At times, we can relate to Teddy Roosevelt on the day that both his wife and his mother died. The lone entry in his diary that day was the famous lament, the light has gone out of my life. What do we do when the light goes out of our life, when the sun's light fails us, when the darkness makes itself to be felt on every side? In the midst of the darkness, let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It is there that he serves as your great high priest who is able to sympathize with every weakness in every darkness. When death comes upon one you love, when it is rapping mercilessly at your door, when a terminal illness has you yourself marked for death long before your time, Jesus knows, and he is in the darkness right there with you, for he was marked for death and put to death long before his time. When your closest friend betrays you, when your family turns their back on you, Jesus knows And he is in the darkness right there with you. For he was scorned by his family and betrayed and handed over to his worst enemies by one of his best friends. When you find yourself scared and all alone, Jesus knows. And he is in the darkness right there with you. For all of his friends abandoned him and left him for dead. 
Misery loves company, but often what makes it so miserable is the fact that it has no company. Jesus had none in the garden, and he certainly had none on the cross. He suffered the dark of night on that darkest of days alone so that you will never be alone. He felt the full sharpness of death and darkness so that you never will. And by his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death, he has transformed death into life, sin into righteousness, and night into day. And that day is coming soon when the royal firstborn son, the crucified king, will return in glory. On that day also, the sun will stop shining. But there will be no darkness then, because we will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be our light. And night will give way to eternal day. If the sun has stopped shining in your life, if its light has failed you, wait patiently under the shadow of the cross. For the promise of Easter is this. The sun will rise. Amen.